Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we talk all things true crime and paranormal. Um, Emily? <laughs> Are you sure? I'm not positive about it. <laughs> so there is that. Well, I'm Sierra. So um, I'm glad one of us is positive <laughs> about who we are at this moment. Uh, this week, we are sticking to the paranormal side of our podcast, and we are talking about a haunted place in Missouri. But before we do, how the fuck are you, Sierra? <laughs> As usual. Um, we're in an interesting setup. For anybody has has not looked at our Instagram stories lately, ooh, girls and guys and theys and thems. Y'all got to. Uh, yeah. We're basically like a mobile unit right now. So And mobile is not describing the fact that Sierra and I cannot move from this position for the next <laughs> hour and a half. Super cute. 10 That's out of 10. True. <laughs> um, but, I mean, in general, I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's so. good. At least one of us, again, is doing okay. <laughs> I'm just so fucking tired, man. Well, we are, I don't, I don't think I said this, but we are recording in one of my childhood bedrooms. I am looking at a suitcase, uh, my suitcase, because <laughs> I'm also looking at Sierra, which is very strange. I'm not used to looking directly at you when we're recording. Yeah, we're kind of like to the sides of each other. Uh, yeah, in, in our usual podcast room setup. Um, we're not going to have a podcast room anymore, which makes me a little sad. Uh, the only sad part about moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm staring at Sierra, so that's interesting. Um, let's see, how was our week? Uh, we moved. Uh, we have the bruises to prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Emmett's fish tank it, uh, was, it's 55 gallons. Mm-hmm. It was very fucking heavy, y'all. Yeah. Like, y'all have no idea. It was so fucking heavy. But Mags is here. She's all bundled up beside me, which is also very strange because usually she's in the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> or glaring at me from the futon. But yeah, we're at episode 18, which is really close to my favorite number. Mm-hmm. And Sierra and I were literally just discussing earlier what we thought we were going to do for that episode. Um, I haven't had any like ideas yet. So if you guys have anything for episode 22, aka the best episode we're ever going to do. Mm, maybe like twins or something. Ooh, twins would be good. We're just 22 random things. Sierra's eyes just got really big (laughs) Anyway Let us know Shoot us an email Or a little thing on our blog Or a DM Mm -hmm. Please make it nice Because I'm really I don't think I can handle anything negative at this moment Um, You know what's great We're not in a haunted home at the moment (laughs) While I'm talking about ghosts I was a little nervous I told George, okay, that was the name of our ghost at our house. Um, I told George to uh, fuck shit up when we left. So like, George now, man. <laughs> yeah, you have at it. Yeah. Do what you need to do, Brohim. Mm-hmm. Welp, you ready to begin? I think so. Okay. Well, let's do it. This week, as I said, we are talking about a haunted location in Missouri, and that haunted uh, location just happens to be the Missouri State Penitentiary. Um, and before we get started, as usual, my sources 
or at least some of them because there are a bunch this week because mm-hmm. I just was like, and I want some of that and that. Also that. Oh, wait, here's this. <laughs> um, so one of them is Missouri. 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 Missouripentours.com. Our ever-present homeboy, the Wikipedia. Some Google reviews, which you will see in a little bit. Well, you won't see, but you will you will hear about uh, let's see, atlasobscura.com and some more that, as always, will be on the blog, mm-hmm. our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful blog, with pictures of this place, because let me tell y'all, this place just looks haunted. Like, Sierra and I were looking at a house the other day, and that house literally mm-hmm. looked haunted. Like, yeah. legit, legitimately looked haunted. <laughs> so, uh, let's start this off with some history, shall we? History. Yay! Still owned by the state of Missouri, the Missouri State Penitentiary, or shortened to MSP, which makes me, like, that just sounds like a medicine for old people. Like, get your MSP now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, it's a little, like, tan peel pill that old people take, you know? Mm. MSP. Like, MSG, but MSP. Maybe. MSG. Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what bugs me about MSG? You shouldn't have brought this up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't realize. You know what bugs me about MSG? Is it is in literally everything. Yeah. Like, even things that say they're MSG free. The lies. You know what also bugs me? Is gluten-free bread. It does. It bugs me. It bugs me so much. Like, what is the point of you? To give bread to people who can't have gluten? Just don't eat bread, man. I Just mean, don't do it. Well, what are they supposed to eat their sandwiches on? Just don't eat a sandwich. Like, go get a taco. <laughs> Which, technically, a taco is a sandwich. And a hot dog. And a hot dog. But they can't have bread because buns have gluten. <laughs> Go make, like, they make, like, cauliflower rice, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's, like, for, like, pizza. Go make a cauliflower bread. No. Yes. No. Okay, anyway, about this really depressing place. It opened in 1836. Like, it was, like, along the banks of the Missouri River in Mm -hmm. Jefferson City, Missouri, the state capital. The prison housed inmates for 168 years. Wow. Yes, and was the oldest continually operating prison west of the Mississippi until it was decommissioned in 2004. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, That's a long time. Yeah, 168 years. (laughs) (laughs) Now the Jefferson City Convention and Visitors Bureau offers a wide variety of tours at the site and wants... was named the bloodiest 47 acres in America. So the Missouri State Penitentiary was constructed in the early 1830s. Um, it served as, like, it was to serve as the newly admitted, like, state of a Missouri prison. Because, like, they had just been admitted to, like, yeah. state United yeah. States. Yeah. Um, in 1821, which seems like a hell of a long time ago. Uh, Jefferson City had been designated the state capital in 1822, and Governor John Miller suggested that the state's main prison be constructed there to help the city maintain its somewhat tenuous status over other towns trying to obtain capital for themselves. Mm. So, like, 
capitalist bitch, if you want to be the capital, you got to have a fucking prison. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, Jane's Danaka, a master stones mason who built the first ever capital building in Jefferson City in 1826, was appointed to oversee the construction of the new prison. Mm-hmm. And $25,000 was allotted for, like, expenses and all that jazz. Yeah. The facility opened for business in March 1836, the, which coincidentally was the same month as the fall of the Alamo. Wow. In Texas. Hmm. Yeah. Prisoners were employed during the 1830s into making, like, bricks, and the initial, the initial, the initial prison population consisted of one guard, one warden, 15 prisoners, and a foreman for the brick-making operation with an assistant. Okay. Um, 11 of the 15 prisoners were from St. Louis and were all incarcerated for larceny except for one who was imprisoned for stabbing a man during a drunken brawl. Wow. Right? So, manslaughter or... Um... It doesn't say. I don't know if he died. Oh, so okay. He, you just know that he just stabbed like, the other person. Yeah, it might have just been, like, assault. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1868, uh, a hall, which was known as A Hall, also known as the Housing Unit A and Housing Unit 4, was finished. The building was constructed of stone quarried... Quarried? Quarried? Mm-hmm. Um, on site and built by mainly inmates, which cool little fact that I learned is like they would send like inmates, like they would give them two days to work in one particular, like particular area. Mm-hmm. And then they would move them to a different area. So nobody knew like exactly like every, like how everything was laid out. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like they couldn't be like, maybe I can, you know, move a couple bricks mm-hmm. and do it that way and get out later. Yeah. Um, Warden Horace Swift, no relation to the Taylor Swift, I believe. Because if so, I'd feel very bad for her. <laughs> um, was the architect of the structure. It is still standing today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was built in 1868 and it's still standing today. It's one of the longest standing prisons in the United States. Gotcha. And housed inmates until the the day the prison was closed. Oh, okay. Isn't that wild? Like, that part of the prison, like, the oldest part. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, okay, so, we're gonna talk about some more notorious of the inmates. Okay. Just just to let you guys know, like, what kind of vibes were running wild in this (laughs) place. Um, so first we have Robert Berdella, which I will do like a whole thing on him later. So I'm just going to give you a little snippet about his crimes. Okay. He was a serial killer, torturer, and rapist sentenced to life imprisonment without the right to parole in December 1988. And then he died in 1992. Mm. Um, next we have Emma Goldman, who was an anarchist incarcerated in 1917 to 1919 for conspiring to quote, induce persons not to register for the draft. Uh, She died from a stroke in 1940. Uh, Kate Richards O'Hare was incarcerated on April 19, 1990, not 1990, 1919, to serve a five-year sentence for an anti-war speech she had given in Bowman, North Dakota, which, honestly, like, what the fuck's happened in North Dakota? (laughs) Like, like, why would she say? Why would she be sent all the way down there? Um, that's a good question. Um, do do maybe that's where they found her. 
Yeah, it could be. But doesn't you, don't you get tried in where you... Well, if it's a federal crime, yeah, you can be sent to any federal prisons. Okay. Maybe um, they didn't have a federal prison in North Dakota at the time. <laughs> Did you about say North Carolina? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Kate O'Hare's prison sentence was commuted by President Woodrow Wilson in 1920. Later, she was given a full pardon by President Calvin Coolidge, and she died in her home in 1948. Oh, well, that's... That's That's something. Okay, now, here's one of my favorite criminals. Um, Charles Arthur Floyd, also known as Pretty Boy Floyd, um, was incarcerated on December 18th, 1925, 1925, for robbery. He was a part of the, um, Bonnie and Clyde gang. Okay, gotcha. Um, he... Died after being shot by police in 1934. Uh, Charles Sonny Lyston, a boxer incarcerated in 1950 for a number of charges, including armed robbery. He learned to box in prison and was paroled in 1953. He died under strange circumstances in 1970. He is also on my list because, like, strange does not do it justice. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, next we have Carl's Austin Hall and Bonnie Heady, the duo who abducted and brutally murdered a boy named Bobby, Bobby Greenlease. A week later, they were arrested, tried, and sentenced to death. They were both incarcerated there until their execution by gas chamber in 1953. Hmm. Um, next we have Mr. Piece of Trash, James Earl Ray, the assassin who killed Martin Luther King mm. Jr., the assassin who killed Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr. Ray was admitted to the penitentiary. Oh God. Ray was admitted. Admitted. Ray was admitted. There we go. To the penitentiary. <laughs> to the jail. To the prison. Ray was admitted to the prison on March 17th, 1960. On April 23rd, 1967, he escaped. From the penitentiary in a bread box that was supposed to contain loaves of bread that were being transported to, not to, from MSP to the Wren's prisons, like from prison A to prison B. Okay, gotcha. Um, somewhere during the trip, Ray escaped. Ray was later convicted for the assassination in 1968 and then died of hepatitis C in 1998. So, you know. He lived a while. So... Which, in the um, confines of this not-so-great prison, doesn't bother me that much. (laughs) Um, Next, we have another serial killer by the name of Charles Ray Hatcher, who murdered 16 victims within a 12-year span. Uh, He completed suicide in the penitentiary by hanging himself in 1984. So, now, there were... Three major riots during the time that the prison was, you know, functioning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there we go. Um, Okay, so the riot happened on the evening of September 22nd, 1954. There was... Wait, hold on. No, that wasn't the right one. It's getting louder now. Okay, I messed up. You're going to have to delete that part. 
Um, so I'm going to talk about the three main riots that happened, like the three big boys that, um, caused like the most damage, Mm -hmm. um, and all that good stuff. So first I'm going to go like re, I'm going to read you a, uh, little, what's it called? Little snippet. There we go. Um, from the Irish times on March 28th, 1930 says Jefferson city, Missouri, some 500 more convicts at the Missouri state penitentiary mutinied today, 750 prisoners in the same institution struck yesterday, falling on the refusal of their demand for grilled meat instead of continual Irish stew (laughs) and refused to leave the dining hall, though they were subsequently persuaded to disperse peacefully by the governor. (laughs) (laughs) What, like, kind of grilled meat? Right? Right? Um, the prisoners today who demand better food and better working conditions down tools at all of the pri- uh, prison factories, they were quickly marched back to their cells. The governor announced tonight that he had discovered an organized plot among the convicts responsible for today's riot to set fire to the prison's factories and make their escape. In little snippet. Mm-hmm. Is that not just so funny? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We don't want any more Irish stew. Also, the Irish Times wrote about that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, what the heck, guys? <laughs> so, the next riot happened on the evening of September 22nd, 1954. There was a, um, it was described as a major riot. Mm-hmm. It started when two inmates faked illness to attract two guards. Once the guards arrived, inmates ambushed them and took their keys. The inmates ran down the cell blocks and corridors, releasing other inmates in the process. During the incident, the Missouri State Highway Patrol and Missouri National Guard, as well as police departments from Jefferson City, St. Louis, and Kansas City, were all called uh, when it was all over. Four inmates had been killed, 29 had been injured, and one had attempted to complete suicide. Wow. Right? Four guards were seriously injured as well. Several buildings were burned with damages estimated at $5 million. Holy cow. That's even more now. Mm Mm-hmm. No inmates were able to escape during the incident. The burned buildings and other damage from the riot would remain visible for the next 10 years. And that was in 54. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in 1974, mm-hmm. um, a woman named Lillian Bonds became the first ever female correction officer to work in a male correctional facility. Um, this is also the year that the official job classification for custody staff was changed from guard to co- correctional officer. But I don't know why. It did mm. not go further. I don't know. Maybe they they had like they added more jobs, like more responsibilities, or they maybe. just like made it more fancy official. Maybe labor union. Oh, maybe yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this warden for a minute. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a little bit of a segment, but it comes back later. So, um, Warden Donald D.W. Wyrick was the youngest, longest tenured, and last official warden of the Missouri State Penitentiary. 
he worked his way up the ranks. Mm -hmm. In less than 15 years after beginning as a guard, he became warden of the Missouri State Penitentiary during the most turbulent time in history. Warden Wyrick was credited on many occasions for keeping the old penitentiary under control when events brought the penitentiary to a boiling point because, you know, like Mm -hmm. racial tensions and all that. Um, His extensive knowledge of prisons and extraordinary ability to communicate with convicts led to the capture of escaped convicts, contraband weapons being found, and prevented escapes. Also, how many escapes are happening, and how many do you have to prevent? Like, how insecure is this place, (laughs) is what I need Mm. to know. Yeah, but what, and what does prevent really, what does that even encompass? You know, like, yeah. people are partially out the door and you're like, you get them, or, mm-hmm. like, they're, like, running and you send the dogs after them, you know? Yeah. So, I mentioned how they had, like, a gas chamber. Mm-hmm. On January 6, 1989, inmate George Tiny Mercer was executed. It was the last ex- execution to take place at Missouri State Penitentiary and the first execution by means of lethal injection. Mm. Um, that execution took place in the f- the facility's disused gas chamber. And you know how, like, I'm convinced that, like, ghosts are, like, drawn to areas where, like, the energy is, like, just super fucking dark. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, like, a place where, like, a people were executed is going to have, like, a really strong energy. And you're also going to have, like, that, like, memory play where, like, mm-hmm. they go through their last minutes or, like, their day-to-day minutes. Yeah. And so, um, can't see why the gas chamber wouldn't be there, you know? Like... You're going to get some fucking vibes from that. Mm-hmm. Before April 1989, the state of Missouri's male death row was located at the Missouri State Penitentiary. Death row inmates were held in a, like a below ground unit and were isolated from other inmates. So basically they Whoa. were in like the basement. Yeah. I wrote special death row facility. <laughs> But basically it is. It's basically a special death row facility because they're, like, in, like, a subground level. Mm-hmm. And um, all of their services were brought into the unit. Each death row inmate was allowed one hour of exercise per day in a fenced area next to the death row facility. Um, Missouri Department of Corrections said that, quote, with restrictions on movement and limited access to programs, conditions, and confinement for death row inmates mirrored those found in other states and as well as other states using prison facilities constructed before the turn of the 20th century um yeah let's see let's put a whole bunch of really really terrible people in a sub basement and see what happens when we only give them one hour of free time Sounds and that like free crazy. time is right next to that sub what is it subground basement Sure, that seems fair and healthy. I don't think they were really caring about mental health. Oh, no, definitely not. After a legal change... No, that's definitely the word challenge. After a legal challenge, the Missouri Department of Corrections began to use an internal death row classification system with privileges awarded by behavior, um, like... They changed the medical service delivery procedures and provided a privacy room where death row inmates could attend religious services. So I guess that's something. Yeah. Reform. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yes. 
Um, the Potosi Correctional Facility uh, opened in 1989, and in April 1989, the state transferred its 70 death row inmates from MSP to Potosi. Okay. So they were no longer in, like, this little basement area. Mm -hmm. But again, we have that energy that's already been displayed in this place, and it's probably not, you know, happy-go-lucky energy. No, I don't think any. (laughs) No. Definitely not. Um... So, as I said earlier at the beginning of this, the Missouri State Penitentiary was closed on October 14, 2004, and the new Jefferson City Correctional Center was opened. So, with that being said, we've already discussed there's probably not some good vibes in there. So, let's talk about the ghosties. Yay. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do this a little bit different than I have, like, in our other ghost episodes, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to recount a, like... A story from one of the dudes, which um, it's going to be, like, from a visitor, a guard, and even some tour guides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have some Google reviews to read you, and they're quite <laughs> hilarious. Um, so I don't really know who those came from, and I can't, mm-hmm. like, 110% verify them, but, like, that's the case with all of our stories. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to begin telling you is from Tom Wells, uh, who began working as one of the prison guards in 1989. Wells now leads some of the prison ghost tours, because this place has tours, I'll get to it. Although he considers himself more of a tour guide, his own paranormal experience as a guard had made him a firm believer in what remains inside the prison's now vacant cells. Mm So, this is all him recounting the story until I tell you it's not. I'm the guy that lucked into the coolest part-time job in the whole wide world, Wells said, because I am not a ghost hunter. I just happened to be an officer when I worked in there. I had an experience one day. On a sunny day around 3 p.m., Wells had been talking to an inmate named John when he noticed another inmate with long blonde hair and a white t-shirt and walking out the door during count, which is like when they count all the inmates Mm. and such. They know they're not supposed to be outside, and I thought to myself, you SOB, I'm going to jump down this guy's throat. And I got out there, and there's nobody there, he explained. I thought, man, he's running around the building. So... (laughs) Which just cracks me up. (laughs) Um, So I went up the right side of the building and nobody was there. And at the big gate, it, and the big gate is there and it's all locked. And I was like, I've known I've seen this guy. So I ran to the left side and there's the tower right there. And I said, hey, has anybody ran by here? He said, no, it's count time. It's locked down. So I'm like, okay. And then there's this van sitting there that we used to take supplies up at the hill. And I thought, my God, he's in the van. <laughs> We've got an escape attempt. It's on a hill, so I'm looking underneath as I walk up, and I look in the back windows. The seats are all taken out, and I look in there, and there's nothing there. So I open it up, and in the meantime, John, the inmate from before, mm-hmm. had stepped out front and was watching me. I shut the doors, and I'm like, what? He goes, you ain't going to find that guy. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I saw him. Which just, just makes me laugh so hard. Wait, how is John out? John, because um, Wells was taking him somewhere. Oh. he had been, Wells was talking to him. So, like, when a guard's talking to you, you can't just, like, go. Well, if they're doing count, aren't they inside their cells? 
Well, not if he was, like, coming back from medical or, like, from a job or something and Wells was walking him. I don't know, man. I didn't get this deep into <laughs> Wells' story. I don't know Wells' life like this. <laughs> okay. God, Sierra, killing I mean, me. Uh, I suppose we can go on. Okay. All right. Well, now you made me think. Okay. Um, John said, he said, I saw them. And I said, what did he look like? He said, he had long blonde hair and a white t-shirt. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> he says, Wells, we ain't got nobody in this building that looks like that. And I was just like, whoa, you know, you're right. <laughs> oh, my God. It felt like somebody had just punched me in the chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Wells would just be the perfect kind of dude to just go and get, like, nachos with, you know? You can just not fuck around whatsoever. You know, I saw a man once who wasn't really there. (laughs) 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 Could you imagine, like, Wells going home and telling Mrs. Wells, I saw a dude today, hon. Like, She'd be like, well, duh. (laughs) And he'd be like, no. But But he wasn't there. He wasn't really there. And... Actually, like, this dude, Wells, Tom Wells, um, when he, like, when the prison closed, he was asked to come back and, like, help with tours, him mm-hmm. and his wife. So, like, him and his wife give tours and stuff. Isn't that he adorable? He probably, like, uses all the stories that he told her, and she tells all the stories that he yes, told her. Yeah. So, let me go to my screenshots. Let me come here. Okay. <laughs> so, this place has 4.7 out of 5 stars, mm-hmm. and it has, like, 30-something reviewers, which I find so funny for some reason <laughs> um and you know how like on google it asks like you can ask questions yeah and like people can come and answer about like certain places like is this place handicap accessible yeah um hot tip this place is not <laughs> um, figure. it told me to tell you like told me that like six different times in like six different places so, somebody named Kiana Sherwood asked two years ago, is this place really haunted? And then a woman by the name of Darnita Jones um, said a family member was kicked hard on his leg and fingerprints which found on his glasses while wandering off from the tour group alone. Be respectful to whatever entity you encounter there. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Do, do, do. Okay, so Madam Penguin. Nice. Yes. Um, goes, I believe there are spirits there 100%. I've seen them and heard them and spoken with them. Okay, <laughs> Madam Penguin. <laughs> okay. Um, so then Kimberly Muncy said, Yes, I went for a three hour tour and I got the firebug to respond when I asked to do, it, to do something. Um, and then someone else replied, I'm not going to say their name because it, it says, please don't say my name. Um, it said, I would think so, especially with the death row gas chamber. I didn't experience anything, but I'm very sensitive to the paranormal. So I, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, then. Right. All right. So now to go into like the places, you know, and what, what goes on in those places. Am I boring you? You always do this to me. I'm going to start getting a complex, man. I I guess your voice is just very soothing. The fuck it is. Everybody else is, like, turning me down. Make the screeching stop. Apparently screeching is a lullaby to me, so. Oh, good lord. Uh, 
Okay, coming from the woman that literally can fall asleep during anything and, like, stay asleep. Guys, I don't think I've mentioned this, but Sierra is, like, a really hard sleeper. Like, a really hard sleeper. Now I'm going to get murdered in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) No, you won't, because we live together. And I'm a really light sleeper. Like, the wind blows the wrong direction, and I'm like, oh, okay, somebody has to die now. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's it's actually hilarious how hard of a sleeper Sierra is. She will, like, go to bed, leave her light on, her door open, and I will go in there, turn off her light, and close the door, not even hear me whatsoever, and then... (laughs) Then one day, we're having a discussion. She goes, you know, I think that sometimes I turn my light off, you know, after I go back, like, I go to sleep, and I just don't remember doing it. And I was like, nah, man, I totally do that shit for you. I had no idea. None whatsoever, which I find even funnier. Um, you're just completely oblivious to that fact, but it's okay. Uh, nobody can say that I'm not a nice person now. Because definitely am. Just All kidding. Right. Just kidding. I'm totally not. But <laughs> that one Whip little moment. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? Whiplash? Yeah. Uh, it's the roller derby one. Yeah. I don't know if I have or not. Oh, my God, guys. Speaking of roller derby, I need to try it. It's on my list of things to try. I just, I really, really need to try it. And if anybody knows anywhere to do it, like, to do it, like a beginner's thing, I would like to know. We'd like yeah, to do it. Yeah, how does that work exactly? Exactly. I even thought of a really cool name for, like, the town that we're going to be living in. Mm-hmm. Like, for our, like, if if I made a roller derby team. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I'm not going to say it because I feel like I should not pinpoint our location like that. So, mm. anyway, um, back to... Little hot spots around the prison. Gotcha. A hall, the one that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, which just makes me think of a hole. <laughs> Eighteen. <laughs> um, the prison's oldest building, which I said earlier, is supposed to be the like hot spot for okay. like unearthly activity. Inside the massive stone building are four tiers of cells with catwalks that like crisscross its width. You know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The doors of the cells are less than five feet high, which forced prisoners to stoop down and take a subordinate posture when leaving their cells, which, you know. Mind control. Mm-hmm. Early on, inmates were not allowed to look guards in the eyes, an infraction that could result in a, punch, a punishment of whipping, like the whipping post, mm-hmm. which just sounds yeah super not, pleasant, yeah. or solitary confinement. Um this area, like, if you, people will try to, like, stand up and go out, you know, out the dorms. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to call them dorms because that's not what they were. Um, cells. Um, and, like, people will say that they, like, see guards doing their count walking by, mm-hmm. especially late at night. Because there are tours that, like, can go, like, up to eight hours long. Holy cow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. So you can, like, spend the night. Yeah. I'll get into it in a minute because there's, like, a whole thing I want to talk about. In that kind of block, like, you know how I said it it crosses the width Mm -hmm. of the bridges? Person A will be standing over here and all of a sudden out of the corner of their eye they'll see someone else walking on one of the other bridges. Mm -hmm. And then they turn and look at person, like, 
like the person that's walking and there's no one there, mm-hmm. which is so unsettling. Um, do do do. Within the building is the basement of dungeons referred to as the hole, mm-hmm. which, as I've already discussed, probably does not have great energy. Um, the only light in these cells came from a small slit in the door. So people will actually like go into the quote holes, you mm-hmm. know, and shut the door and sit in there. And people have, like, reported feeling people grab them, like, tug on their clothing. Mm -hmm. Women especially will feel, like, tugs on their hair or being groped, Mm -hmm. which is just really not super. Um, There was, I forgot to mention this earlier, but there was one inmate named John B. Johnson, also known as Firebug, that was housed down there for 17 years. Yeah. And, um... He was moved to the basement after setting a fire that destroyed more than $500,000 of property and deaths uh, to, like, several inmates. Whoa. Yeah. Amazingly, he didn't go mad, and upon his release, he wrote a book called Buried Alive for 18 years in the Missouri State Penitentiary. Anyway, so they will, like, get this really hot heat sensation Mm -hmm. in the cell that he was housed in, Mm -hmm. which... (laughs) I don't love. I'm okay with, like, the cold sensation, you know, that, like, is stereotypical Mm -hmm. for, you know, because drastic temperature changes are something that goes along with, like, entities entering the room. Right. Um, But I don't love the fact that it gets hot because that just, like, (laughs) no. No, no. I don't like hot anyway, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, like, I can't even do, like, heating pads. Those just really fuck with me. Some more, like, paranormal activity, which just sounds like the movie, Paranormal Activity. Have you seen that? I doubt it. No. You doubt if you've seen... There's, like, four of them. I definitely haven't seen four. <laughs> of them. They get worse each one, just oh. as a heads up. Like Scream. I've never seen Scream. I don't suggest it. <laughs> Okay. It's really stupid. Okay, you also thought The Shining was really stupid. And it's Heather's. Not the same kind of stupid, though. Okay. All right. And yeah, it's not the same kind of stupid as Heather's, for sure. Okay. Um, so, people have reported having a feeling of being touched by ghostly hands, but this will be more so in the, like, hole area. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Like, for women more so as well, because it was mostly a man's prison. prison. Um, so, if they get too close to the cells, like, the front mm-hmm. of the cells, they'll have, like, the sensation of someone trying to, like, pull them back in, you know? Yeah. Um, an overwhelming smell of body odor, which is no. not surprising. An apparition of a man spied on the catwalk and movements in the darkness, mm-hmm. which... Which wouldn't be surprising, you know, because, like, your eyes do try to find shapes in darkness, mm-hmm. you know? So, that, that to me can kind of be explained away. Yeah. You know? But in some place that has, like, I keep saying this, but some place that has so much energy and just so much negative energy, 
The equipment often malfunctions here. Disembodied voices have been captured on recorders, and some have felt invisible force breathing down their necks, which I don't love. (laughs) Um, Cell number 48 once housed a prisoner who was known to be a snitch. He was bludgeoned to death with with a sledgehammer during a... The during the prison riot mm-hmm. of 1954, not, not, not excuse me, not 1954, 1854. Um, in this cell, people have reported having a strange, heavy feelings, and unearthly f- human figure has been caught on camera. Um, near the control room, however, in some of the like housing units, is said to lurk an entity known as Fast Jack. Usually, he is spied wearing a white lab coat and carrying a a clipboard. He is thought to have been a trustee who worked in the medical facilities, Mm -hmm. um, which makes sense why he would be fast, because if he worked in medical, he's trying to get back to whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Um, At one point, a tour guide passed through the control center to secure outer doors, only to return a few minutes later to find all the lockers had been opened. Um, this antic was attributed to Fast Jack. Others report him as having been seen in hallways moving through walls or appearing for short moments before vanishing, which also do not love. In the female wing, because it did have a female wing, Mm -hmm. a female ghostly figure is often seen dressed in vintage clothing. Others have seen a man in an outdated prison uniform. Mm -hmm. You good? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going a little cross-eyed. <laughs> That's all. Oh, man. Um, they have seen a man in an outdated prison uniform leaning against a fence. Strangely, some have seen or heard ghosts of children. Huh. Right? That's weird. Isn't that super weird? And others, and even a dog, which dogs don't surprise me that much because most prisons have, like, dogs on site if like yeah. an escape happens yeah so i'm not too surprised by it throughout the old facilities people have heard a cell door slamming ghostly footsteps loud banging shadowy figures and the smell of cigarette smoke um hmm. yeah okay which honestly beats the smell of body odor any day <laughs> uh <laughs> objects being mysteriously moved around and fast moving entities no also known as fast jack now, mm. near the uh, warden's quarters, slash, like, the warden's office, yeah. the Wyrick warden, yeah. um, his imprint can also be seen. Like, they they think that he's still kind of keeping the eye on the place, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of adorable. <laughs> um, but, let's see. Uh, they also report have, having, like, a sense of dread and sense of sorrow and a feeling of being watched as soon as they enter the building. Again, makes sense because it's a prison, so it's not, not a happy place. Yeah. Um, the feeling of being watched, again, it's a prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are literally being watched You are literally being watched all the time. So, I know I'd said something about the tours earlier. They have two different types of tours, I believe, or what I could tell from their website. One of them is the three-hour tour. I think it was, like, $12. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is the eight-hour tour. I don't know if they're still doing the eight-hour tour because of COVID. Right. 
Um, now, this is what it says on the website. No children under 10 are permitted due to the nature of the subject of the matter. Photographs are allowed, but video recordings are not. No smoking or food is allowed. Tours are not wheelchair accessible simply due to the age of the buildings. Mm -hmm. And all attendees must sign a waiver including liability, including a, sig a, guardian's, a guardian's signature for visitors under 18. It is also cautioned with those of asthma, heart conditions, prone to seizure, or with mobility limitations, should not take the tour. Wow. Right? And they will automatically turn anyone away on crutches or in a cast of any sort. Mm. So, that is All right. my case for this week. Folks. <laughs> um, I have a little funny screenshot that I saw scrolling on Instagram earlier. And it was from the Twitter handle is my dad is old. Mm. <laughs> um, it says, as a lawyer, me, permission to approach the bench, your honor, judge granted me whispering. Are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know why, but I found that just so funny. <laughs> Huh. But that's that is what I do to you on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Are you mad? Are you okay? <laughs> Constantly questioning everything. I object. <laughs> um, Sierra probably wasn't too happy when I came home with two more plants in the past two days. So, well, there's that. There we have. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We now have ten plants, guys. Well. At least you still have an even number. Oh, no. 11. I forgot about him over there. <laughs> 11's fine because it's half of 22. Okay. That's the perfect number. If we couldn't have 22, 11 is where we're at. Uh, I'm going to work my way up to 22, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Our new roommate has no idea what she's getting into. Eh. She'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Um, Sierra, it's that time. You know what we haven't said in a while? Our P.O. box address. You guys should send us things. It would make me happy. Okay. I honestly don't remember our P.O. box address. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm staring at you the way I am. I know it's P.O. box 1416. Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of ones in there. We no longer live there, so y'all motherfuckers cannot try to kill us. <laughs> um, we ain't there. Um, but yeah, so send us things. Be nice to us. We like getting things in our box. I just like, I just fucking love mail, guys. Like, you have no <laughs> idea. I love getting mail. And you know who doesn't get any mail? Emily Varney. <laughs> yeah, girl. Sierra gets all the mail. All of it. I don't know who the fuck she pissed off in the charity circle, but I have never in my entire life seen so many please give us money envelopes for a person. <laughs> I swear. I literally every charitable organization asks Sierra for money and we're like, homegirl's got none. Exactly. <laughs> what? Like, I don't even, like, how did it even get started? Like, seriously. <laughs> really, though, I don't understand. There's, every time I get the mail, there's at least one thing. At least one? There's at least 
two every single time, and I mean, one of them has a nickel in it almost every time. <laughs> <laughs> or um, what's the other one? Uh, I, letter I letter gotta, things. Yeah, the uh, return labels. Oh my god, guys! You have no idea how many return labels we have with the wrong fucking address on them now. <laughs> it's a problem, okay? Like I had so many. Like before I moved down here to North Carolina, I had so many. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with these? Like, save your money. Like, seriously. seriously. We do have a lot of notepads, though, which come in handy because I love to make lists. I don't understand why. I just really love lists. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Okay. Plug all the normal things. All the normal things. Okay. Facebook and Instagram, Paranorm Podcast. Uh, We post pictures about all of our cases. Emily will post funny memes. Whatever I'm feeling that things day. Relevant related, things. Related to the paranormal true crime world on there. Um, or related to the day-to-day of our true. dreary lives. It is. Is that true? But I do post, like, what we're doing on our stories mm-hmm. and stuff. So if you're not following us already, please be fo- be sure to follow us at Paranorm Podcast on both the Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then we have, obviously, we mentioned our blog um, where you can find all the sources and then uh, personal resources as well, paranormpodcast.com. And you can uh, see our blog, but you can also send us a message on there. We have like a little contact us part. Um, so you can use the, the website to contact us or you can contact us at paranormpodcast at gmail.com. And our P.O. Box address is also on there. Just find us, paranormpodcast.com. Yeah, just, like, fucking Google like, us, man. Make make my day, okay? Like, bring up our search engine. Guys, you know what made my day the other day? We got a listener in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And then we had one in Singapore. Mm-hmm. I was also like, what? Um, but, yeah, um, what is the best way that you guys can support us, you ask? Tell them what it is, Sierra. They can share. They that's, can share. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the look of just, like, disapproval I just got from Sierra, guys. <laughs> Don't make me throw something at you. Um, <laughs> let your friends know. As Emily would say, let the people on the street know. Yeah, do it. I've totally done that before, too. You know what we saw the other day at the TJ Maxx? What? Chloe and I were there, and we they had this microphone that you plug into the aux cord of uh-huh. your car. You know the one I was telling uh-huh. you about? And you talk into it, and it comes out your stereo. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to do it like karaoke. No, no, no. Homegirl would be yelling at people to get out the way. <laughs> like, the speed yeah. limit is 55, motherfuckers. I don't think we've touched on this, but I have really bad road rage. Like, it's bad. Like, Really bad. Really bad road rage. Like, guys. <laughs> How is it that Don't bad? even, like, drive. No. <laughs> do, do not. Don't do it. Um, but, yeah, so I would totally use that to call out at people. Yeah. That's a terrible idea for you. Anyway, we're on Patreon as well. Paranome Podcast. Basically, all of the things of Paranome Podcast. So, give us an email. Send us a DM. Follow, like, all the wonderful Share. things. Share. Do that. Do that. Sharing is caring. Except if it's COVID, then wear your mask, okay, folks? All right. Goodbye. Bye. I feel weird saying folks. It just it just sounds weird. No?
Y'all sound so much better. I feel like I'm trying to say fox, but not not winning at it. (laughs) (laughs) So with that little tidbit of information for you guys, have a great week and we will be back in your ears next week.